Jazz vocalist Alexis Cole is an adventurer. She spent a year with AmeriCorps right after college, followed by music study in Mumbai, five years traveling through Europe busking and hitchhiking, then joined the Army for a seven-year hitch as the lead singer for the Army's big band. Alexis is now the head of the jazz vocal department at SUNY Purchase, but when we talked, she was isolating in her Pennsylvania cabin in the woods, where she had used her pandemic time to learn new skills and create opportunities for others. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. I was reading your blog, a bit of your blog, and you said that you're a bit of a pessimist, (laughs) but you sounded admirably positive in trying different things, teaching yourself different things. And I love that because it's certainly a better way to approach all this, to take the opportunity to do some creative things. I mean, not just music. It looked like you were really diving in on some other things. So talk about that. We have an audience that needs to be inspired. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think, you know, I think um, I have an interesting uh, balance going between pessimism and optimism. I really, I sort of, I guess like inside, I'm really, I really am filled with hope and sort of positivity, but maybe the more intellectual side of me, um, you know, acknowledges the difficulties that we face. So I try to, uh, they, they say, what do they say? Prepare, prepare for the worst, expect the best, hope for the best or something like that. Yeah. So that's sort of my outlook, but I can't, I really, you know, as dark as I may get, I kind of can't help but be positive. It's sort of in my nature, which is a very lucky thing. You know, it is not not something I have a lot of control over. But when I do, when I feel myself, you know, becoming depressed or, you know, seeing too many things in a negative way, I try to do something to arrest myself out of that situation. Because I I believe that we can be proactive and help ourselves feel better. Mm. Just like, you know, like we teach that to our kids, like, okay, are you feeling sad? What, What can you do? to help yourself feel better, like to manage your emotions better. And I just try mm. to manage my emotions because <laughs> I have a well, lot of no, them. <laughs> and it's, it's great. And you seem to just reading about your travels and the different things that you've done. You sound like somebody who's really going after life. A lot of people don't travel around like that. Um, you're my first vocalist who's been in the army. I mean, there's some interesting (laughs) things going on. And I was curious about that because even setting up your site, which we'll talk about and writing back and forth to each other, you were very big on helping other people, promoting other people. And I have to say that isn't something that I run into a lot with other artists. Certainly some are very generous about helping other people. But I know at the beginning of this, when everybody was interviewing everybody and saying, how are you getting over this? I kept saying, when I get too much into myself, I think, whose career can I promote? I've been tremendously lucky and I'm very grateful. I've had a good career and and I've made a good living. And I just feel, I just feel so blessed and and lucky a lot of its luck right and and supported i had a very supportive family you know growing up who encouraged me and everything but um 
if if I uh, I feel almost like guilty for that luck because so many people don't share in that, you know, and um, and I I want to, you know, take every advantage that I've had and share as much of that as I can with people that I care about, you know, and mm. other artists. And my my first thought when, you know, when the rug got pulled up out from under us with all the touring and everything was like, wow, everybody must be really struggling. Even people whose careers might appear to be more successful than mine, I know they rely even more on their touring, you know, for income. And um, I just thought, what can I do to help, you know, to help people to make up for lost income and also to help other people, um, you know, with their educational goals and just to feel better, create community. So, um, you know, I've always lived my life in a very uh, adventuresome way. I believe in going through open doors and whatever doors are opening for me, that's what I want to go through. And, um, you know, this, this uh, we're going to talk about it later, but the jazzvoice.com was no exception. And I, I saw an open door and I, I decided after sleeping on it for a few nights, I decided to go through it. Well, talk uh, about it now because it is interesting. There's some other things. I had so many things or I have so many things I want to talk to you about. <laughs> But the site is so beautiful, and you designed it all yourself. At least that's what I was reading. I did. It's very um, inviting, but it's also very involved. I don't know if I've ever been as absorbed by a project as I have by this. I learned, I had to learn so many new things to make this come to life, and I was so engrossed in its... um, it's just creation. I, I, I'm a big sleeper. I love to sleep and I usually sleep actually like nine or 10 hours. My mother always says that I was the last one in kindergarten or first grade still taking a nap. (laughs) 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 She's like, you love to sleep for two months. I did not sleep. I, I slept like four to six hours a night and I just worked on it day and night for almost two months. And I, I just, was completely obsessed, which in a time of a pandemic, every morning I woke up, I'm like, oh, I'm so grateful that I have something to work on, <laughs> that I have something that I care about. It, Cause it just, it saved as much as it was, you know, benevolent or whatever, nice for other people, it saved me mm-hmm. and it continues to save me. So the site is, for those that aren't familiar with it, it's jazzvoice.com and it's an educational, an online educational community where we've brought in a roster of teachers from all over the world and um, many very accomplished performers, many very high level university professors and some other sundry people that are, that are high, high, high level in my book. (laughs) You know, so um, uh, we brought them all together with people who uh, some are um, emerging performers, some are complete amateurs and love and will never leave that area and and love, amateur meaning for the love of, you know, people, uh, students who are in school, who just graduated, um, people who go to jam sessions, you know, people who love vocal jazz, that's who our membership is. And they can take lessons with these amazing accomplished teachers. And also, uh, there's a membership, uh, aspect where people can join for as little as $15 a month and come to, uh, master classes, uh, vocal skills workshops and, um, performer, um, performer skills sessions, like about, you know, things about your career building and stuff like that. So it's been, uh, and even, and the highest cost membership right now is only $35. So they, they run the gamut from 15 to 35, which is also cost effective for the kind of, um, access 
to the the level of educators that we have on the mm. site. So something that struck me looking through all these people, and of course I know a lot of these people, but I was thinking when I was coming up, even if I were a person who wasn't making my living at it, professional or amateur, and when amateur's gotten such a bad rap, and I know you're trying to say it in a positive way too, I think doing it for the love of it is spectacular. And I would have never had access to these people. And I know people talk about that a lot, what the internet gives you and YouTube and all that. But this is different because for someone to have been uh, able to go to a site and get an hour with Carmen McRae, it wouldn't have happened. And you wouldn't have even gotten to meet her, most likely. And I, I know because I know how I met people, what I did. I wrote letters, <laughs> real letters, and would go to concerts and, and lie and get backstage and do anything <laughs> to get to be in front of these, just to absorb something, let alone you've got the best people in the business that you can look down. I was, I want to take a lesson. I was looking <laughs> down and I'm thinking, ah, oh, yeah, yeah. And it's so affordable. I found it. Yeah. We sound like a commercial, but I was very impressed with Aww. that aspect of access and ease with that. And, yeah. and I did watch a couple little snippets of your lesson and it was very, uh, I'm self-taught, so I'm easily put off by certain kinds of academic talk. Mm. And so I'm kind of a good test case. And I just found it very inviting. Here's something oh. simple. Try this. And it was right. translated well. So I was very impressed with it. You'd be so nice to come home to. You'd be so on high sang a lullaby You'd be all that I could desire Under stars that chill by the window Under an August moon and burning blood You'd be so nice You'd be paradise To come home to on high sang a lullaby you'd be all I could desire under stars chilled by the winter under an August moon burning above you'd be so My whole thing is about the democratization of education. And, you know, as I learn so many new things, we were talking before the interview about all my home improvement uh, experiments since the pandemic. Like I put a new roof on my uh, shed last week. I <laughs> I plumbed a washing machine. I, I plumbed an outdoor shower. I mean, I've done 
things I never thought I could have done. And I never could have done them without some great YouTube videos, you know, absorbing the content, some phone calls with some knowledgeable people, you know, and then, you know, some, some help at, at lows of people guiding me to a right tool or something. It just takes, you know, but it's not, nobody said to me, you can't do that. You don't know what you're doing. That's leave that to a professional. And I feel like it's the same with singing. You know what? You can all sing. Everybody can sing. You just open your mouth and do it. And I can, <laughs> I am not such an idiot that I can't nail a shingle to a piece of board, you know? And so like, it's just about, you know, getting pointers and tips. I mean, I'm not, believe me, I have a master's degree and I really greatly value the place of education and higher education. And if you have the passion and the will for that, and by the way, the finances and the time off, you know, you should absolutely do that. But if you can't and you don't, and you don't even want to, get as good as you can get by getting absorbed, you know, in, in, in other people's knowledge, learn a few th- pointers here and there. It doesn't have to be so many people get, Oh, I've got to go back to school for music. You could actually probably, and I teach it, you know, I teach at SUNY purchase. And I, like I said, I, I want to promote my school and higher education in general. It's great, but not everybody has to go back to school to get the education that they need. You know, and it's, it's a lot of, you know, we push ourselves down. I couldn't do that. Oh, I don't have the knowledge. But you know what? The pandemic, I think if it's shown us anything, it's like, hey, you, you should do whatever you want to do. <laughs> and, and you could probably do it. You know, you might not do it as well as a professional, but, you know, I mean, I gave myself this haircut. It's so cute, right? <laughs> in my bracelets, diamonds in my rings, a Riviera Chateau and a lot of other things. And I'm blue, so blue am I. I've got Harlem on my mind and I'm longing to Low down, and my parlez-vous will not ring true with Harlem on my mind. I've been dined and I've been wined, but I'm headed for a showdown, and I can't go on from night till. Russell, a favorite of my guest, vocalist Alexis Cole, on the title track from her CD, 
Harlem on My Mind. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. I asked Alexis why she finds Catherine Russell so special. I feel like she's a direct, you know, link to the past with her jazz heritage. You know, her mother playing with Louis Armstrong. And that's just so fabulous. And and she, I mean, it wouldn't matter, except that she also sounds like her singing is completely informed by that history. So, and not, not that she's, I mean, she's, she's a storytelling. She's not, she's not a museum piece, you know, but, um, but I love that I can um, look to her to have that, that, uh, you know, the hand that touched the hand kind of a feeling in jazz because jazz is a young music, you know, <laughs> I mean, if, if you're singing, you know, arias from the 1600s, you don't get to touch the person that touched the person that played with Louis Armstrong, you know, and I just feel like her music really brings that history to life. And that's one aspect. And then the other aspect is just her honesty, her positivity. She's so generous and positive and, um, and encouraging. And, and she's been th- that way to me since I was in my, you know, maybe I was 25 when I won the Jazzmobile competition and she was one of the judges on that. And every time I've seen her since then, she always reminds me how much uh, I impressed her, you know, with my singing and the Jazzmobile competition and how happy she was that I won. And, and um, just, you know, if she thinks that I'm singing jazz and being a great storyteller, which is what she told me, like, wow, I'm, that's great. Uh, I'm, I'm fulfilled with that. It seems like only yesterday You were just a child at play Now you're all grown up inside of me Oh, how fast the moments flee Once we watched a lazy world go by Now the days seem to fly When it's gone, love goes on and My guest, Alexis Cole, on Love, 
with Fred Hirsch on piano from her CD, Someday My Prince Will Come. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. I asked Alexis about one of her favorite singers, Nancy Murano. Nancy Murano is such an amazing singer. So I started my education at the University of Miami in Florida, and then um, midway through decided to transfer to William Patterson in New Jersey. And actually that year was the first year that Nancy Murano took over as the head of the jazz vocal program there. And she became my teacher. And um, I worked so well with her. And she, um, you know, I felt like she really, she was the first teacher who really, like, respected me, like, saw where I was at, took me seriously as an artist, which is something my, you know, I love my, my parents. They're wonderful. My, my mother always used to get on me, oh, you're such an artiste. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, I am. I'm an Aquarius too. Like, I can't help it. I am who I am, you know. But, um, you know, Nancy took me seriously as an artist. And, and then, but so importantly, you know, she's such a, such a, you know, wonderful musician and so, has such great musicianship. And she always, um, she just really impressed upon me the things that I needed to do to become better mm-hmm. while also, you know, respecting the sort of inner core of what I had to offer even at that age. But I was kind of, I listened back, you know, and I was kind of terrible compared to my, some of my star students now. Like I thought I was hot stuff. So she, she gave me the, the positive reinforcement that I needed to, to keep going and to be open to her message. And she also really drilled down on me to become a better musician, a better vocalist, you know? And um, so I, I really appreciate that time that we had together. And I know she's not, you know, not every student feels that way about Nancy. She's a really tough teacher. So if you don't like to do your work, she's not the teacher for you. Carousel days. 
Nancy Murano on Carousel. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. Thank you. 
I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. Our show is made possible in part with generous support from Steinway & Sons. Additional support is provided by Jazz Times Magazine, providing entertaining and provocative coverage of the jazz scene since 1970. On the web at jazztimes.com. For a schedule of upcoming programs, visit our website at jazzinspired.com. You can listen to Jazz Inspired on all the usual podcast platforms and email us at info at jazzinspired.com or visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Stride Queen. Although we broadcast on NPR stations, we're an independent production not funded by NPR. We're funded primarily by your donations. So please visit jazzinspired.com to chip in. No gift is too small. 2020 marks our 20th year on air, and we need your support to make it all happen. And please tell your friends about Jazz Inspired and help us spread the word. Here's my guest, vocalist Alexis Cole on Alone Together. I commented to Alexis Cole that teachers tell me that many students today expect success to come quickly and aren't willing to work hard and accept that developing a skill takes time. You know, I think it's a particular problem among singers, and I, I include myself too, because I, I got a lot of my, the things that are good about my singing, a lot of it came from birth. My mm. grandmother is an exceptional storyteller with her voice, beautiful pianist, 
vocalist, just so natural, lo- beautiful, low voice, you know, he, growing up hearing her. And then my father, so that's my mother's mother. And my father is also a pianist, vocalist, and amazing, tremendous composer. But both of them have such, and my grandmother's passed now, but both of them have such like um, an innate musical sensibility that's just to me, perfect. I mean, they're really both two of my favorite musicians. And so much of my phrasing, my ability to sort of speak a song, I never, ever had to work for any of that. So I might, Nancy might have thought that I was a great student. I wasn't actually practicing nearly as much as I hope my students will practice. (laughs) But a lot of it came naturally. But I think, you know, for vocalists, we grow up singing, you know, and it's fun and it's easy. Maybe we like, you know, we like the sound of our voice or we challenge ourselves sometimes. But I find that when I have a student who's an instrumentalist, who's had to learn an instrument and came up in a band scenario in high school, they are such better practicers because they really know how to practice. So teaching singers how to practice is is really if i have one you know job as an educa- a college educator for my you know to do right by my singers it's to teach them how to practice mm-hmm. and how to, how to learn how to get better because and it's so personal so much of it is our you know a personal instrument so um i i try to get you know some students if they're not doing well i get tough on them i bring out my inner drill sergeant i remember once i slammed the keyboard you know the the top down this this student came in she she had a kind of a sore throat so she really didn't want to sing and she was so tired and um she hadn't done any of her homework and i just slammed the key you know the key top down and i said what are we doing here and we had this conversation and for the next like three or four weeks, she did so much work for me. It was like amazing. So that it did. I can't say that it lasted, <laughs> but it, you know, I'm, I'll try anything. You know, you want me to be tough? I'll be tough. You want understanding? If that's going to help you, I'll be understanding. You know, every student needs something a little different. And I've kind of over the course of my, you know, years as an educator have come to try and give each student like to try and read the student and see what they need because I've alienated some students by being too tough. Mm. And that's not helping. Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, I can, I just get depressed when they're not really working on it because like, this is the thing that means the most to me in all the world, you know, and I have put a lot of time and effort into becoming good at it. And it's like, why don't you care about it as much as I do? This is, well, our and I think that's valid. All we yeah. have is time and time is valuable. And yeah. if they're not honoring your time, then I think you should get mad. But that's that's easy yeah. for me to say. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not the one who's. But I've walked out of classes before when I've done master classes. I've just said I'm not. Well, I shouldn't say walked out, but I did that once in an art school in San Francisco, and you know somebody was combing somebody's hair in the back. This was a wealthy school. They all had grown up with money, and it was it was a whole thing. And I looked out, and no one was listening. Maybe two people, and I asked. I said, "How many here?" I, you know, like put my pound in my hand on the thing to get their attention. I said, how many here are planning on a professional career in music? And they all raised their hand. And I said, I can tell you with confidence that none of you are going to have a career. Well, that got their attention. And I said, you two in the back necking, 
I'm throwing you out. The ones combing their hair, I threw them out. I started, you know, and I did. I, it was my moment of power. I, I I enjoyed it. But, you know, I don't have a full-time job as a teacher, obviously. But, <laughs> but the few who stayed really listened. And I said, you have an opportunity here. Yeah. I'm not I'm not here all the time. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, it's it's a good message. But now this is a wonderful transition to talk about your army career. Oh, my inner this girl is just sergeant. a coincidence because I have a friend who's about to do this gig. So I'm really curious about it. Tell me about this, why you did it. And <laughs> it seems you weren't 20 when you did it. So it seems like a, a radical move for most people would think that. So talk about that. So I was in my 30s already, and I had never really lived any place. By the time I heard about this army audition, I was going back and forth to Japan for gigs in a lounge. Every other, you know, they would do three months on and then three months off. I would stay with the boyfriend in Toronto, and then we broke up, so I like got a, a room for rent in Brooklyn. And, and I had been living in Ecuador before that, teaching at a university, and I just hadn't really had a place to call home, you know, and I was getting, it was, you know, in your third, by the time you're in your thirties, you want to kind of stop being a gypsy. If you're me, at least I did. And, um, and live someplace. So also, you know, I had released some albums, self-released and my career was going okay, but it wasn't, you know, wasn't, it was an, a very much an emerging career. <laughs> Let's say that. So when I heard about this opportunity from Nancy Morano coincidentally, who said she only had three people in her Rolodex that she thought could pass a fitness test, could show up on time, and could go through basic training. <laughs> That's what so, I'm thinking, because you weren't, early 30s is different than 20, you know, when most people are going through basic training, too. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, she called me about it, and I said, oh, I don't know, that's not for me. And she said, well, you know, do the audition, and if you get it, decide then. So actually, it was right as I was getting ready to go to Japan for another three-month tour in a lounge. And I said, well, I'm not going to be around. I can't make it. And amazingly, and this is probably why I auditioned, the audition was already scheduled and it was scheduled for the week that I was scheduled to return from Japan. So I said, well, that seems kind of meant to be. Wait. 
Vocalist Alexis Cole in concert with the Jazz Ambassadors during her time in the Army. I'm Judy Carmichael, and this is Jazz Inspired. Alexis initially resisted the idea of joining the Army. I'll try it. I don't think the Army's for me, but, you know, what do you know? Anyway, 
you know how they say like anything worth having is worth working for? Right. Right. But um, I, I think any, once you work so hard for something, if you get it, you're like very excited. So I worked mm. so hard for this audition. I actually had to sing an Alicia Keys song, which is really outside of my wheelhouse and like do all that, you know, oh, sir. like do some, you know, the national anthem. It was very, there were a lot of challenges. Anyway, I worked so hard and got so pumped up about it that when they told me I had the job, I was like, wow, I got the gig. <laughs> and I was just, I just said, yes, you know, I, I want it. But uh, so I didn't really, you know, and I realized that part of that was because I had done so much work on the audition that I didn't even really have a choice when, when I won. I wasn't really thinking straight. Back up all my cares and bows. Here I go. Singing low, bar, bar, blackbird. Where somebody waits for me, sugar sweet, and so we see, bar, bar, blackbird. Alexis Cole with the Jazz Ambassadors on a Thad Jones arrangement of Bye Bye Blackbird. It turned out to be the best decision of my life. And hello, it was 2009. So it was right, you know, when the economy took a downturn. Those gigs I was doing in Japan went away shortly after that because their economy, they say when, when America sneezes, Japan catches a cold. So, you know, right. that economy changed. And, and the whole scene has frankly even changed. You know, these, these economic shifts and take a huge toll on the arts. So I feel like I was sheltered from that by having this full-time job. And also, hello, I had a full-time job as a government-sponsored jazz singer. How cool no, is that? No, I know. Who that has was that? the first thing I, I saw that. And I thought, yeah. what a great... And I thought about the time that you did it as well. And oh. I think that that's one of the things 
that people don't think about a lot, and I've had students tell me this, that have graduated, and then I'll, I'll just have a chat with them, or I'll do a master class or something, because I dip in and dip out, and they'll say, you know, you're the first person who's ever told me that there's options, oh. because I will mention lots of options, yes. and I think that people, as you have alluded to, that they think that, okay, you practice, you're good, you're great, you record, you're a star. And <laughs> wait, that's not how it goes, Judy. <laughs> You're in a soda fountain, they discover you. Uh, but I think that the creativity of creating a career, but also taking these opportunities, being open to that, which I think is exciting. You can look at it two ways. You could say, oh, I wish it were just a straight line. But I know, I know for myself, I've looked back on things and as soon as I start getting depressed and wish that I'd had whatever, better education or what, whatever I'm going to depress myself with or torture myself with, I think, <laughs> well, but then because that didn't happen, you did this. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a great message for everybody. We're coming full circle or, yes. you know, go out and put a roof on a shed, you know, right. <laughs> but I think that's a great message, but it took a lot of courage. Because Thank you're also you. obligating. How long did you have to sign up for? I, I can't, it was either three or four years, but I ended up doing six and a half because it yeah. was a wonderful job. So basic training was really, really tough. And I actually, some of uh, my best, the best part of my blog is actually the part from basic training. I, every Sunday I wrote um, a handwritten letter to my assistant and she posted it to my, um, my email list and people would write me letters. I would say, you know, I'd put my address in there and say, please write to me because it really is what kept me going. It was really hard. It's, it, it was hard for me as a person with an artistic temperament, you know, and also I mentioned earlier about how I like to sleep. Talk about no sleep. I mean, we went to bed at like 11 or 12 and got up at 4.30, you know, and an ex- all that exercise, I'd never really been into fitness. <laughs> so it was, it was really, plus I was older, but I look kind of a little younger. So pe- they, the, you know, the drill sergeants would hold me accountable to a much higher standard than my age group like set. Anyway, it was a nightmare. The whole thing was a nightmare. But there was this one silver lining um, of basic training, which or not a whatever, a great moment where one drill sergeant said at the end, he said, Cole, if you're the future of the army, I have hope for the army. Oh, isn't that amazing? That's fantastic. A drill sergeant said that to me, you know? That's fantastic. I, I know. And it must have made you, I mean, it's an obvious thing thought, but it must have made you even more disciplined in a certain way or having to adapt to something that's so different than your normal way. Like you say, the artistic temperament. I know that 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 would be hard. I think for most, I mean, I had trouble. I worked at Disneyland. I had, I was resentful (laughs) of punching a time card. Right. I remember that was the hardest thing for the musicians that we had to punch. And somehow that was so anathema. (laughs) And we weren't being babies. It just was weird. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Time's a hundred to work in the army for sure. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of red tape, but I learned, you know, I, I learned so much and honestly, I'm a very patriotic person. I love this country. I was an activist, you know, from a young age, like, a for freedom of speech and protecting the, the constitutional rights and stuff. So to get to take that vow to protect the constitution. Wow. That was really amazing. And, and I, you know, I continue that activism on and now I'm a veteran. And how great is it to be like, hey, I'm a veteran protecting your rights. And, and whenever I do my, you know, canvassing or go to a protest or, you know, phone banking, 
I always try to mention that I'm a veteran because I feel like, um, you know, now we're going down a different road here, but I, I feel like that the, um, whatever, certain people in the country, certain parties or whatever have, have made it that they're the patriotic ones. But I, I want people to know that being progressive and patriotic are not opposites, that, that people who are progressive also love this country just as much as, as people who are not progressive. That's fantastic. And I think what a wonderful thing to be able to say that you are a veteran. Yeah. You should be really proud of that. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And, and, I, and, it's, and, and one of the things that I loved about working in the Army, too, is, is working with people who are different than me to try and get to a common goal. And mm-hmm. that's something that I think everybody should have to do because we spend so much time in our bubble with our friends and our crew, you know, that, that we don't get a lot of opportunity to open our eyes to the other people who are maybe have different beliefs than us or grew up in a different way. And, um, and the Army is definitely a place where it's a great equalizer for sure. By those who came before The dream of a nation Where freedom would endure The work and the prayers of centuries Have brought us to this day What will be our legacy? What will our children say? Let them say of me I was one who believed In sharing the blessings I received Let me know When my days are through America, America I gave my best to you Each generation From the plains to distant shores With the gifts that they were given Were determined to leave more Valiant battles fought together Acts of conscience fought alone These are the seeds From which America has grown Let them say of me I was one who believed In sharing the blessings I received Let me know in my heart When my days are through America, America, I gave my best.
Thank you so much. I just think you're wonderful. I love the site again, talking about that and your singing and your attitude, which is what we really need now. I told you this is only my this is my third pandemic recording, but you your whole attitude is just what we need right now. So thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for having me on, Judy. It's been great to talk to you. You've been listening to my conversation with Alexis Cole. Be sure to check out her teaching site for professional singers and amateurs, jazzvoice.com. I hope you'll join me here next time when I talk with another celebrated creative person about how jazz has inspired their life and work. I'm Judy Carmichael, the host and producer of Jazz Inspired. My production engineer is Curtis Heidoff. You can listen to Jazz Inspired on all the usual podcast platforms or at jazzinspired.com. Our opening music was Airmail Special, and the mid-break music is a smooth one from my CD, High on Fats, and other stuff. The closing music is Old Fashioned Love from my CD trio. I'm on piano with Mike Hashem on sax and Chris Flory on guitar. Judy Carmichael's Jazz Inspired is made possible with generous support from our listeners and from Steinway & Sons. For a schedule of upcoming programs, to sign up for our email newsletter, or to find out how you can personally support Jazz Inspired, visit our website at jazzinspired.com. You can email us at info at jazzinspired.com or visit us on Facebook and Twitter at StrideQueen. For more information, visit judycarmichael.com or jazzinspired.com.